You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. It's fine to know welcome for tonight. This is coming up. Whenever you're listening to this, this is, of course, Parshas Matos Masse. And a lot of important alochas come out of Parshas Matos Masse. Um, extremely important alochas of Kashrut, as we know, uh, because the, the Kalim that were brought back from the battle against the Midian, uh, we are given a very detailed description of how to work with those Kalim and what to do with them. And you can take a look here as we see the f- quote from the Parsha, Kol Asher Taviru Now, tomorrow we'll talk more about the true Pshat in the Parsha, which is about Hagalat Kalim which is about kasher and kalim. But here, let's talk about what Chazal learn out, a special mitzvah from this extra word, v'tahir. What do they learn out from? V'tahir, as you can see, In other words, you have to do more than just kasher them, if you get them from a non-Jew. You have to do another type of tahara. What's the other type of tara? Chazal understood that to be taking it to the mikvah. So this is where we have the source that when you get Caleb, buying them from a non-Jew, whatever, now you have to take them. You have to take them to the mikvah. Now, during COVID, of course, there's been uh, the kula that the poskim have decided on, and that is to allow you to be magnet to, to a goy, um, to say that you're all you don't really are taking bias on it, and this was of course in order to um, ensure that uh, the Kalim mikvahs wouldn't be crowded with people on Erev Yontif. I don't know if that is still in place. Uh, that humrah about not using the Kalim mikvah, but there are heterim not to not to be tovel Kalim. Still, I would assume that. People are now, if they do buy Kalim, I don't know if they have to use that heter anymore. So I think it's still interesting to learn uh, COVID or beyond some of the interesting halachos of Tvilas Kalim, the way they were developed by Rabbi Yoshev. Here's an interesting one. Um, there is a, uh, an interesting shayla was asked by Rabbi Yoshev by his son-in-law, Rabbi Zilberstein. Uh, there was a, a person Why is what's called the person who's going in there, Shlomo? And Shlomo was going into the house of Yehudit and David. Why is he going into that house? He's trying to get them, although they're not from, they're not religious, to try to convince them how important it is to send their children to a Torah school. Um, and the, the David and Yehudit are are friendly people, and they uh, and the Shlomo who's who's working on on behalf of the institution. Maybe he's going to give him a scholarship. Who knows what it is? But then they put food on the table. They put some food and something to drink, and specifically things to drink. Now Shlomo was worried because what they gave him to drink, he knew they didn't take those kalim to the mikvah. And what's he going to say? I'm not going to drink it. He's worried if he doesn't drink it, they're going to say, this is what a religious Jew does. He refuses a drink. And therefore, it'll turn out, not only is it going to be Ava, but they're not going to send the kids to school. So maybe in such a situation, you are allowed to uh, to be Mako. 
to, you're at someone's house, even though you know for sure from their status of religion, they have not been told to uh, Kaylee. They haven't been told to the Kaylee. Okay, I'm getting a, a sign that the internet's unstable, but hopefully it'll be okay. Uh, they haven't been told to the Kaylee. You can still, uh, maybe there's a hector. So one of the uh, posts in, in America in the beginning of the 20th century dealt with this question. That was the base Ovi that was reviewed Alevich. No relation to me. He was a Rosh Hashiva in Yeshiva University, and he was the rabbi in Bayonne for a while. Reviewed Alevich, the base Ovi. Very big Talmud uh, Chacham. He wrote Chuvis, uh, uh, quite a number of Chuvis, and... Um, there were quite a number of chuvas, and uh, not that many people know about them. Rabbi Yoshev did, though. <laughs> so Rabbi Yoshev said that there is a chuva from uh, Rabbi Yudalevich, who said that if you're staying by someone's house, and you're at his house, and it's a little bit strange to say, hey, uh, these need to go to the mikvah, uh, you're allowed to use them. Why? Because... It has to be like Klimidion. In Klimidion, they own the Caleb. Here, when someone gives you Caleb to drink from, you don't own them. You're not even borrowing them. And, 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 and Rav, Rav Yudalevich said, because you're not Chayim and Achrayas, let's say you break it. If you break it, would you have to pay? And if you think about it, um, this was one of the issues as well. Uh, Rav Yudalevich said, I don't really need this Kaylee specifically. Let's say you would, let's say you would find uh, a, a, a Kaylee that wasn't Chayev in Tvila. I would drink from that as well. So even when you stay in someone's house and you give them supper, they don't need specifically to be eating from this material. Also, uh, he said there is a famous psaac from Yeshua Yaakov, from Yaakov Arnstein, one of the postcom of the 19th century, the whole din of taking stuff to the mikvah is only if you own the things, but not if you're borrowing it, which would mean, by the way, according to the Shuas Yaakov, many people that go for vacations and they go to a, uh, a hotel. So even the glass cups and other stuff that you want to drink cold from, you wouldn't have a problem using because you're only borrowing it. And even though, by even though, in a way, you become like a a, a socher, and you have a shtickle bias and of what's included in the um, what's included in the in the in the hotel room or in the bungalow or whatever it is you're going, according to Yeshua Yaakov, you could use those things. You can't use them for hot because that might be a problem, but you would be able to use them because you're not really becoming an owner. Even though you're a socher and you have the right to use them, and you can go call up and say, "Hey, how come there's no cups in my in my room?" Uh, you, but that is the coolest that 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 were known about. But uh, Rabbi Yoshev did not agree. Rabbi Yoshev did not feel that those hetarim. Maybe they were said it in American Europe. He says no. If you are staying by someone's house and they give you food or drink, so you really, there's you, even if it might be embarrassing, you cannot eat from them. Even if he says that it's going to cause a bad feeling. However, 
if you're not sure, you have to know for sure, though, he told his son-in-law, Rabbi Zilberstein. If there's a suffix, so then you can definitely be mako on what? On klis chuchit. Why? Because klis chuchit was not what this Pasuk was talking about. Glass is, a, is there's a whole machlokas whether glass needs to be or not. And glass, even if it's chayiv, it's only chayiv midarabona. Glass is not chayiv minatora to be tovel. Right, Yosef, you don't, you don't have to tovel the glass. Yeah, and even if even if we hold you do, it's it's definitely not from the Torah. So if you're at someone's house and they give you here, here's a glass. By the way, I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> Things go better with Coca-Cola, right? Let's say you have a glass and, and and the person gives it to you. You don't know they didn't take it to the mikvah. You're not sure. So therefore, a glass, he says, and according to Chachamavadi, you're right. He would be able to drink out of a glass. Then, Rebel Yoshev mentions an interesting header from Ramosha Feinstein. Let's say it's something that's not liquid that you need a container for. Let's say it's a, it's a piece of cake or something like that, or a fruit. And they give it to you on a tray, or they give you the fruit on a, on, on a plate. You don't really need the plate to eat it. Uh, and that is the Chiddush of Ramosha Feinstein. And uh, Rav Yosha felt that since it's Rav Moshe's there, it's not just Rav Yudalevich's there. As I told you many times before, Rav Yosha had tremendous kavod for Rav Moshe. He said that Rav Moshe gives a there, so you can rely on Rav Moshe in this case, if it's a Shas Hatchak. What was Rav Moshe's there? Here you can see it in the footnote. Um, Rav Moshe said, let's say you're going to eat in a... Um, Make this a little bit larger so you can see it better. Rav Moshe was not there for people who are eating in a um, in a in a hotel or in a restaurant, and you know they don't they're not over their kalim. So Rav Moshe says that even if they bring you a piece of meat and the meat is on some sort of metal or a glass plate, the truth is, he says, Rav Moshe said. You don't need, you can eat that meat without the plate, right? So therefore, um, it definitely, you, if you would buy a plate, you have to take it to the mikvah, Rav Moshe said. But um, the food doesn't become usser, right? So therefore, they put it on a plate, what you can do is either move the food off the plate, um, right, or just you know, lift it a little bit with, 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 with something, and then you could eat it. However, Rav Moshe says if it's soup, then you're not allowed to eat uh, without tevila, because then you definitely need, that's called a klisuda, because you need it for food yourself. So this would be, for example... If you are talking about the restaurant, yes, if you're should. talking about the restaurant, if the restaurant has a hashkacha, impossible for the dishes not to be told. told. Okay, so I can tell you, I'm going to tell you something that you're going to be surprised about. The, the nursing homes and other places, they they do not take the kalim to the mikvah. Because... Um, they say that it's for 
industrial use. Uh, it's used for, um, they have all these types of heterium, because I know, because when I was the Rabbi Maksha in the nursing home, I wanted to insist that we took everything to the mikvah, and they did not. Some things they did, most they didn't. So even places with Hashgacha Moshe, that doesn't mean, that might mean all the food is kosher, but that doesn't mean, for, let me give you a better example. Many times, they kosher a, uh, they kosher a kitchen. In other words, a, a kosher caterer will have an event at, 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 at a uh, hotel or something like that. And they will sometimes use the gla- some of some of the uh, stuff from, um, you know, like, like to put cold on. It does happen. Um, even though the plates are, are and they put cold, they put cold food on some of those plates. Even the plates are from the, from the hotel or something like that. So I have, and I have actually been a mashkiyach and I've actually seen that. I've seen that happen. So you're right. Um, normally, you're correct, Moshe. Normally, uh, uh, a place that has a very good ashkocha, they're going to be tovel all the kalim as well. But it doesn't always go hand in hand. And sometimes, you know, uh, let's say you're at an event where they order kosher food for you and they put the kosher food, you know, on uh, stuff, brand new kalim that have never been used. But they've never been to the mikvah either. So uh, you would have a hetter, according to Rav Moshe, if it would not be soup, would it be a problem? Uh, soup would be a problem. And according, let, let's chazer over the shitas. According to Rav Yaakov Ornstein, according to Rav Yudalevich, even soup and other food wouldn't be a problem because you're not really the owner. And even though you have the right to eat it and you paid for your dinner, you're still not considered the owner and you don't have to, the KB doesn't have to go to the mikvah. According to Ramosha, we have a hetter for the types of food that do not be'etzim need a plate. So even a piece of meat, be'etzim doesn't need a plate. Or a definitely cake or fruit or definitely or anything doesn't really need the plate. It's even ice cream. But if it's something, ice cream, I guess, is sort of in the middle because it's melting and stuff like that. But something that's liquid or a drink, be'etzim needs the uh, drink. So even Rav Moshe would not allow that. Rav Yoshev says, B'Sha'as Hadchak, like the situation over here where it would be very, it would be an insult to the family. Rav Yoshev felt you could be Samech B'Sha'as Hadchak, which this was, on Rav Moshe's Psach. Okay, so that's a little bit of that. Um, here's an interesting Tfilas uh, Kalim question. Um, there was a person who um, the uh, there was a person who gave uh, one of his workers coffee in a cup that they, he had not taken to the mikvah. So the Balabaya said, "This guy who's working for me is a non-Jew, and we know that um, that." Uh, that what's the idea of, of taking a keli to the mikvah? It's based on the Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi says that since a goy doesn't own it anymore, it's now a Jew owns it, it has to go to the mikvah. That's like a ger who becomes a Jew needs to go to the mikvah. So if that's true, you could basically, if you have kalim that you have not yet, if you have kalim you have not yet taken to the mikvah, you should have the right to give them to a non-Jew, at least to give the drink to the non-Jew. So is that true? It's only if you're serving Jews 
but you you could non-Jews wouldn't be a problem. So Rabbi Yoshev had a, Rabbi Yoshev disagreed. Well, he was machmer. He says when you have a non-Jew in your house and you want to give him something to drink or whatever it is, that's your use. That's Shimon Shav Yisrael. In that case, for example, you the workers doing some stuff in the house and painting, you want to drink, you want to show them you're friendly, you want to give them something. That's 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 not just for him, it's for you as well. It's you want to be a mensch and give him something to drink. And uh, and um, that is Yoshev's psaq. It makes sense because it's your use. It's it's not just that the guy is thirsty. You want to be a nice baba boss who gives him stuff to drink. Therefore, Rabbi Yosha felt you should only give him from, uh, even though you're not drinking from it, it's a guy drinking from it, you need to give him from something that has gone to the mikvah. Um, Um, this is a little bit of a complicated halacha um, about using the basket uh, of uh, when they when you put the basket in the uh, into the mikvah water. But you know what? I'm not scared of it. Let's see. Okay. Basically, this is the way most of the keli mikvah the mikvah the keli mikvah work. Right? There's uh, you, you, you have some plates, some dishes, some forks and knives, and you put them into a basket. So, so if it's, if it's metal that needs to be in a Torah, so it, it, it needs to be the whole basket needs to be in the water. In other words, it can't just be that in other words, the, the, the stuff sinks to the bottom, and part of the basket is sticking in the t- sticking out of the water. You need to make sure the whole basket, the whole container, is stuck in the water. Even though the things that you want to be tovel are on the bottom and they're in the water, but it's it's not considered in the mikvah completely unless the whole basket is in the water. However, if what you're using is a basket that's made out of some sort of um, uh, woven material, I, I think plastic might be different, but if it's made out of woven material, so there you could actually, like a net, there you could actually just lower into the mikvah the, the kalim that you need, even though the top of the basket, the top of the net is still in your hand, not in the water. And he says that, he says, many kalim mikvahs have like a metal, have a metal basket. And I think JC does, JC does not, but some do. Um, and then he says that basket, the top of the basket has to be in the water. And even though they all have holes in it, you can't be make on the fact that, oh, there's a bunch of holes in the basket and therefore the water is getting in. Why? Um, right? And even though, 
And even though you could say, oh, there's 40 saw of water passing through, and there's water all around, still, you need to be careful. Now, let's say, Bidi-Evid, um, however, Bidi-Evid, when you did not put the uh, top in, Bidi-Evid, you don't have to go back and be told for the Kalim again. And this probably happens a lot, that people don't uh, uh, dip it all the way in. Um, okay. Let's do one last thing here. Yes? If you have a, a clay and it's in one of those baskets and it's touching the bottom of the basket the whole time, and so that means the surface of it is never actually getting water uh, applied to it. Is that is that kosher? Is that a kosher toivel? So explain it to me again, Richard. How, how So, you know, like at the JEC, they have that, like that, um, like a, it's like a plastic bag kind of thing. It's like a shopping bag. So if you leave your Caleb so they're completely on the bottom of that and they, they never are like um, suspended in the water as part of the surface of, so say, of, of a clay, of a All right, clay, that's of enough, a that's enough, or okay, a cup, so, whatever. If it's always touching them, that water's never hitting it. Okay. I, I would have to say, Richard, in that case... Is that kosher? Okay, I would say, Richard, in that case, the water does travel underneath it. You're saying that it's so stuck to the bottom because of the weight that the water, that's the, 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 it's not really in the mikvah in terms of the stuff, the, the, the bottom of the keli, because the water hasn't really touched right. it. Yeah, I, I, that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I assume that the, the things are floating. I assume that it floats, but uh, he's, so if it floats, I don't think there's an issue. Right, you have to manipulate you have to manipulate that it floats, but even like, even like silverware, you have to actually manipulate them. So, right, but Bidiyevid, if what he's talking about, of course, is something else, which is making sure the whole thing is subsumed in the water. Oh, that yeah, right. Okay, let's do one last thing here. Um, the um, a lot of times people have this question when they sell things to a guy when they sell their kalim, which to the goy on Pesach, and then they get it back, do they need to, uh, do they, do they need to uh, be told of them? Um, so Rabbi Yoshev said that the famous posek, Rishlomo Kluger, wrote in his Sefer, that you could say they don't need Tvila, even though they were owned by the Goy for Pesach. So Rafael McClugger felt that when you get, if you sold the Chomets and you sold the Kalim as well to the Goy, that um, you should probably take them to the Mikvah without a Bracha. And so many, and many Achronim say that as well. Um, however, Rabbi Yoshev disagreed. He said that logically, if you take, if you think about this question, based on what Rishon Kluger said, that most of the, the kalim you're selling don't have any real chametz in them. 
it's chametz that's in the it's in the it's in the dofne akli. It's in the it's in the metal of the it's in the it's in the mechitza. It's in the walls of the keli. And therefore, the truth is, you didn't have to sell that as all. You didn't have to even sell that as all. Um, you could actually use the keli, even though it was clean. You could use it after Pesach. You don't even have to sell it. So therefore, um, there's really, you know, there's, it, 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 the whole purpose of the sale was to take you out of the Isra of Baal Yeroh. You didn't even have that problem anyway. Um, especially the Rechashulchan writes, disagreeing with the Shach, the Rechashulchan says that everybody knows you're getting it back. And therefore, it never, even though technically the Goy owns it, it's not called the Goy's Keli. And therefore, it's not like you went from the Goyish world back to the Jewish world. However, I thought you just sell the uh, chametz. You don't sell the kli. Right. So this is the, so that that's what Rabbi they can do. Yes, I just remembered a clause that even though you sell the chametz, but they have the right. Let's say it's in your house. You can you have the right to refuse entry by a non-Jew that you sell it to. So therefore, since you have that right, it's kind of you. You don't have to worry uh, about uh, them. Um, so, uh, Kelly uh, not becoming uh, straight. That, that there's a problem then. If, if the guy can't get into your house and it's also to come into your house, then there's a problem uh-huh. with the Mechira in general. <laughs> so I, I'm not but, sure. But no, but I did hear, no, no, I did hear it from, uh, you know, I think serious people. I'm not saying uh, it was such a long time ago that I heard it. It was just kind of interesting. I'm not arguing. Just Yeah, yeah. again, obviously, you know, the question would be, would you do what Moshe just said? Say, I'm not selling the Kalim. Do you have to write that, that I'm only selling if there's any Chomets? So really, all should felt you don't have to sell the Kalim at all because you don't really need to sell Kalim. And therefore, he felt that there was no reason to take them to the mikvah. Even if you went Rabbi in... Rabbi bites only the Chomets from you. Right. right. But let's say we're talking, again, in the case we're talking about... Um, he sold the kalim to the guy, um, and 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 does he need to write in the star? I'm only selling you if there's chum, the blias, but the kalim itself still belongs to me. Or, or, or that was the question. So I would think because I, I would think I, I as far as I know, whenever I did there's hummets, it would say you're only selling the hummets on the. Right, so that's the question. Do you need to write that in the shtar or not? So, because Rabbi Yoshev felt you didn't have to write it in the shtar, because basically, even if you sold him the keli, you, you sold him because you thought that it was a problem of chametz. There is no problem. If the, chumet, if the keli was clean, even even for the, the, the blias don't need to be sold. Because the blias, you're not, you're not over Baal Yiroh on the blias anyway. So therefore... The whole the whole idea of I'm selling it to a guy really is ridiculous. And if you did it, you don't have to worry about it. And and and, and, and Rav Yashif quoted there Hashulchan, who said, even if you want to say the guy technically you sold the kalim, everyone knows it's not really the guys. So that was Rav Yashif's sense. 
you don't need to write in the star, I'm only selling you. And even if you sell the Kalim, it's not even a problem. But he says, Rabbi Yoshev said, my, 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 my Mechutin, that was from Chaim Kanievsky's father, Steitler, wrote him a letter in 1957. And in 1957, the Steitler wrote Rebbe a letter, and he said he remembers that the Chazonish, after Pesach, would take all his kalim, all of them, to the mikvah. <laughs> so you see that Rav, the Chazonish was machmir. Um, so therefore, when you do sell the star, you should say, I'm only selling if there's a little piece of chametz in the kalim. Kaylee, I'm letting you have them as a spheros, but I'm not selling you the Kaylee. Um, and anyway, you can see Rabbi Yosha felt there was really no, he didn't really have to write anything uh, specific. Uh, let's end with an interesting uh, one last thing. Uh, I get asked this question a lot from people. Um, what about a type of uh, uh, a plate or dish that's electric, let's say a food processor or something like that that has electric parts. So um, what what's the halacha there? Now, um, what you could paskin, I, I, I have told people that you don't bring it to the table. In other words, the food processor stays on the, um, the food processor stays on the uh, on the counter. It's not brought to the table, so it might not be chayiv and tevila at all. Uh, Rabbi Yashem felt that um, what you should try to do is um, get someone to unscrew it, <laughs> uh, and this way it comes apart. And once it comes apart. And then you put it back together, so it's like a kli that lost its shame kli. That's what Rabbi Yoshev felt. Um, now, even in a food processor, there's sections in the processor, like the like the blade and other things, that are definitely movable. Um, uh, other poskim have said that anything which is connected to the electricity part, you don't have to take to the mikvah because it's definitely not the derech. Uh, to mishtamish in, in such a way at the table, it has to need it needs the plug, but anything which is not electric, you have to take. Revelation seemed to be machmer and felt that what you should do is is, disc, is basically unscrew the parts and then re and then put them back together. Once you take unscrew them, it's no longer a cleat. And now, even when you put it back together, you don't have to send, take it to the mikvah. Because basically what you did was you shattered the guy's kli. As you bought the, 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 the kli, the food process, whatever it is, the mixer, and then you took, the, you took it apart. So now it's sort of like in pieces. So when you put it back, you don't have to worry about what it was originally. That's Rebel Yosha's Eitzah for that. Again, I've heard, I've heard people who are Mako even much more that you don't even have to be titled any part of it. And then there's the in-between sheet that says you anything which isn't directly connected to the electric part, that part should go into the mikvah. Uh, anything which is, if it's the part that's right there, uh, the, the water going into it will ruin it, 
So obviously then you, you're not mechuyiv to be told though something to ruin it. Right? You're toivu and you ruin the kli. Obviously that's that, the two. whole point is either toivu in order to use it. But if, you, if by tovling it, you ruin it. So you wouldn't be mechuyiv to be told. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.